Um, I am so excited, actually, that we have the children in the service today. I started off ministry as a kid's pastor, and it was my dream to be able to have services where kids could actually join in. I, I was really frustrated, actually, as a kid's pastor when I thought this is like maybe 18 years, like 15 years ago, really frustrated that we would do church and literally parents would have no idea what happened in kids' ministry. They wouldn't, wouldn't even know. No matter how much I would tell parents, this is what's going on with your kids, this is what's happening, because what happens with modern church is we split the two things and your attention isn't there. And so we are, I know it's tricky and Hey, man, I get it. Like, we've, we've parented before. We have three kids. But every now and then, we're going we're gonna to persist with this because it's so great to have kids here with us, growing with us. Hey, we are in our Eat Well series. It's a food gospel analogy. Food gospel analogy. So when you hear me talking about food, you need to think, what are you doing, man? 25% off my Macca's app. Okay. Yes. All right. Fine. When we are talking about food, what we're really talking about is the gospel. Because the Bible uses the gospel, uh, uses food to tell us about the gospel. You know, so I've been... I have a new friend request. Oh, man, I get that all the time. I get that all the time. People like randomly, oh, yeah, okay. I'll, I'll deal with that later. I'll deal with that later. Um, you know, I'm eating, I'm, I'm eating better nowadays. I'm really, really trying to eat better nowadays. And um, so I used to every day for like seriously 40 years have kaya bread for, there's a KFC secret menu. Oh, my goodness. All right. But I used to have kaya bread, kaya bread every day. And, and now, you know, after conversations with my wife and my, my doctor, you know, I've now changed over to eggs with uh, no bread, right? Um, so I, what, what I want to say is if you want to eat well, you've got to pay attention to the things you eat, right? Um, and more importantly, what? There's WhatsApp fake news? How do you know it's fake? It's forwarded. Oh, please. Oh, my goodness. What is this? All right. Um, so not only do you have to think about the food that you are eating, you have to think about the quality of the food that you're eating. Where does this food come from? And actually, so much of food comes from the garden. The, ga the ga Discord? What is Discord. I don't know. It's my gaming chat. <laughs> uh, hopefully, we have a games night tonight. Okay. But, hey, um, so much of our food comes from the garden. Did you know that in the Bible, in the Bible, they use the word bread or grains to describe food? Log in to collect your gems. That's a scam. That's, I'm not paying money for, like, in-app purchases. I'm too Asian. Go away. All right. Hey, um, oh, man. It, what was I saying? Oh, that's right. 
Oh, anger and hatred. I know. Sometimes I get really upset with my mom, who's like in the 70s because of something she did when I was a teenager. <laughs> Today, the topic is attentive. All right, are you going to run my slides? Or I'm going to run it. Attentive. I know, i got to log in. Can you flick to the next one? Ah, uh, they am, they are. You're doing too good a job. Okay, today the message is attentive. Attentive. Selfishness. Oh, I get distracted by some. Harold came up with these himself. You know, it's really hard to pay attention nowadays. I don't know if you know, it's really hard to pay attention because, like, constantly, constantly things are just, it's not like you want things to happen. They're just, you know, like jealousy and envy. That's right. You know what? You could just be all by yourself and nobody's even bothering you and you could be thinking about someone else and how happy they are and how good they're having life and makes you miserable. It distracts you. Oh my goodness. What are these things that can keep taking our attention? That's what we're talking about today, kids. Uh, so I'm hoping that you will pay good attention. Okay, thank you so much, everybody. Say thank you to Harold. His, his, his job was to distract for this intro. All right. So. In case you didn't hear anything that I said, we're going to be talking today about the garden. The garden. Because gardens are where things grow. All right? Gardens are where things grow. When we get food, we get it a lot of times from the garden. In fact, some of the animals we eat, they eat from the garden. So we're kind of indirectly also eating from this garden. Kids, I want to ask you a question. Um, do you know what happens to a garden when you don't pay attention to it? What happens to a garden when your attention is all distracted and you're not paying attention to a garden? Who can tell me what happens to a garden when you don't pay attention to it? Okay, kids. Kids. Yes. It dies. It dies. Oh my goodness, a garden dies. Okay, what else? A kid, any kid. What happens to a garden when you don't pay attention to it? Some gardens, they don't die. They get like, what, what, what happens to a garden if they're like, there's lots of rain? Ooh, ooh, awesome. All right, Hanson. Okay, what happens to a garden if you don't pay attention to it? It might grow weeds. Oh, yeah, oh my goodness. The, the garden grows weeds. It's like you don't want it to grow weeds. But you're not paying attention, so these things grow. Let's, let's look at four things that happens when you don't pay attention to your garden. The wrong things grow. That's just what life is like. Like, I wish it wasn't that way. I wish if I didn't pay attention to my garden that the good things would grow. But, oh my goodness, in my garden, it's always the wrong things growing. Then, the good things, like you said, you know, some things die, Right? Because then the good things, they can't grow. So either they're not getting enough nutrients, they're being crowded out by the weeds, right? So not only, I, I wish I could explain this, but it just happens that the, the weeds are so easy to grow, right? And then the good stuff is so hard 
to grow. Over time, if you let your garden like go completely out of control, not only do weeds grow and, and, and good things sort of die, but it can become a dangerous place. I was mowing my uh, one the other day, and oh my goodness, like spiders, spiders. Like I think I just like hit some kind of like spider nest or whatever it is. I'm like, I'm, I'm mowing spiders everywhere. Like, oh my goodness, I can't usually see spiders on the gra- grass. On the Anyway, it, especially in Australia where we have a lot of poisonous animals, uh, you know, like the garden can become a dangerous place. The short version of it kids and parents, is if you don't pay attention to your garden, over time, you're not going to like it, right? Over time, you're not going to like it. So today, I'm going to keep the message really simple. We're going to try and do a very short message today. I want you to link the word garden with culture because it actually comes, we get the word culture from the word cultivate, which means to take care of a garden, all right? So what is your culture? So I, for all of the kids that are here, I want you to think about it like this. What is my environment at home? What is my culture at home? What is when I'm just by myself in my room, what is that like? What is my culture like at home? Am I constantly raging because I'm losing games? Am I constantly tired? What, am, I, am I full with jealousy, envy? What, what is my inner culture like? That's what we're talking about today. And I want to I put it to you that you have to pay attention to this culture. If you don't think about what you do when you go into your room, if you don't think about what you do when you finish work, parents, you know, you go home and you just chill. If you don't think about that, it's a bit like your garden. The wrong things just somehow seem to be always growing and the good stuff, ah, they always seem to be dying and then sometimes it can become even a dangerous place. You know, the garden is where you are going to get your food to eat. So you might think, oh, it's not important that the environment in my room is not great. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? It is important because at some level, you're living, breathing, eating from that environment. And this matters no matter what age you are. Your personal culture, your garden, your thought life, your heart, in your room, in your home. It doesn't matter if you're 7 years old or you're 13 years old or you're 18 years old or you're 20-something or you're 30-something, you're 40-something. You need, all of us have a garden. All of us have a culture. And all of us need to pay attention to it. Otherwise, bad things grow. So, what is your culture like? 
What is it like at home? What is it like when you're just by yourself? Like, I, I get it. There's some kids in here, and they're thinking, oh, my parents, they just create a terrible culture at home. I can't even help it. They're always fighting or whatever the thing is. It's okay. What is your culture when you're by yourself? What is your culture in your room? What is your culture when you're with your friends in your group of friends and you're on Discord and everybody's like doing these acronyms and oh my goodness, I know what those are, bad acronyms, right? Like what is that culture like? So we can all think about what our culture is. Do bad things grow out of it? You know, Titus 3 verse 9 says, don't get embroiled with um, trivial controversies. Sometimes we get this culture where we're like, oh, like debating things with our friends, right? All, all useless things, but it riles us up. Maybe, maybe our culture is like, oh, we just like to zone out, right? So when we get home, we're like, it's, I'm, I'm so busy paying attention at, at school or at work. When I get home, I just want to zone out. I don't want to pay attention to anything. Is that, is there, has bitterness, jealousy, has some of these things of the flesh come in? Do you know what gardeners do? Do you know what gardeners do? Gardeners pay attention to their garden. Yeah, if you meet a good gardener, their garden is very nice. If you come to Uncle Chris's house, <laughs> he's not a gardener. Although I just did my gardening before this message, so I just mowed the lawn yesterday just so that, you know, integrity. But, hey, gardeners, as serious gardeners, they pay attention to their garden. Like Alice, oh my goodness, she like grows like the best stuff. And like, why can't we grow the stuff that Alice grows in her garden? You know why? She pays attention to it. I'm not paying attention to it. Okay, and pray, and pray. Okay, you, you need to know, this is why I like what Rachel was sharing earlier and even what Harold was sharing. Did you know that gardening is not once? You don't just do it like one time and you're done. It's like, oh, let me give God all my burdens. Let me, let me unload my yoke. Let's exchange. Let's do it one time and then we're good. It's like saying I love you to your wife and then like you're good for 40 years, you know. These things don't work, all right? Because um, you need to be attentive. And today I want to be talking, I want to talk to you about being attentive every week. Now I get it that it's possible to be attentive every day. And you, it's very important to be attentive every day. You want to pay attention to your culture every day. You want to think, hey, what's my thought life like? What's my inner heart going? Where am I with God? You want to do all those things, absolutely. Well, let me tell you what is different about once a week versus every day. Once a week, you can go very, very deep. You're not going to be able to do gardening well if you just on the surface pull a little bit here and there. What most gardeners do is they actually set aside, set aside time, special time to do gardening, right? And so that's what I want to focus on today. Not just, and I'm not knocking doing a little bit every day. That's great. But today I want to focus in this gardening message 
around the food analogy on the Sabbath. The one day a week that God has commanded us to set aside, to pay attention to Him. To set aside and go, you know what? My attention is on a lot of things all the time. But on the Sabbath, it's going to be the Lord's day. And why is that linked into with the garden? It's because that's the day you make sure good things grow. Where good things grow. That's what the Sabbath is. You know, the, the Sabbath, a, a, a good sort of description is one day a week where you pay attention to God, where you allow the good things to grow in your heart, right, your culture, in your garden. It's so crucial. This is not just about coming to church, going to Sunday school, pre-ordering your fry kway teow and leaving. That's not what it's about. It's about the whole day that belongs to God. All right? So I don't want to short sell it because Sunday services all around the world are getting shorter and shorter. So you're, you might think, oh, yeah, I've done my Sabbath thing. It's now I can do a 45-minute service. I can do a one-hour service where I'm done. No, it was always one day that belongs to the Lord. One day where you pay attention to God, where you allow the good things to grow in your heart, your culture, in your garden. And I get it. Like your average week, maybe you're playing computer games during the week, maybe you're, you have stacks of work that you've got to catch up on, you've got you know, work issues all over the place, fine. But one day a week, you've got to keep that clear. And you go, you know what? I'm going to pay attention to what is my culture. What is this garden like? Okay, can I just talk to the parents for a section? Okay, I'm just going to pause my conversation. I'm going to have a little bit of a parent section. The last time I did this, I did the whole message as a parent section, and then I had a kid's section. And I thought, ah, let's flip it around. Can I talk with the grown-ups just for a second? Okay. Turns out that attention is very expensive nowadays. Attention is where the battle is at. It is so extravagant. It is so expensive for God to say, give me one day a week. Because people are fighting for 20 minutes of your time, one second of your time, one glance of it. Like, they're fighting for your attention. But to give God one day a week, oh man, that is costly. Attention is now the currency of the day. What do you think? Hits, likes, views, clicks. What do you think they're counting? They're counting your attention, right? They're counting the fact that you responded to the picture, to the video, to the message, to the notification, and they're counting your clicks, they're counting your likes, they're counting your views because they want to count your attention. 
gamification, micro rewards, ads. What do you think they're all after? All these billions of dollars that are invested in ads. They are to get your attention because the world has discovered something that God has known all along. That if something has your attention, it eventually has your heart. If something has your attention, it eventually grows in you. So it needs to capture that attention. That's why Facebook... Why did Facebook buy WhatsApp for $21.8 billion in one of the largest technology acquisitions of our time? Why would they pay that? WhatsApp doesn't even make money. I know, it's just like we all use it. I'll tell you why. Because it's got your attention. And not using WhatsApp and putting your attention on another messaging device doesn't solve the problem. The world's figured out that attention is where it is at. And we've got to get wise to it. Because we've already had a head start. The Bible's already clued us in that we have to pay attention to what we're putting, putting our attention to. We have to pay attention attention. And not just little bits here and there. We have to do it really well, deep, very, very attentive, like a deep clean every week. That's why it says in the Bible, Mark 2, 27 to 28, and Jesus said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord, Jesus is Lord even of the Sabbath. What that means is we need it more than God. You might think, oh, God is so desperate. He so needs our attention. He cannot afford to buy WhatsApp, you know. So he needs to like make sure that one day a week his people uh, go to church. They pay attention to him. Oh, my goodness. It's not that. We need it more than God. Because when we don't pay attention to our garden, all kinds of crazy things grow and all the good stuff dies. So we need a day. We need a day where we can reset. You know, um, Sabbath, actually Shabbat, actually means in Hebrew to stop, to cease, to rest or to end. There has to be some level of stopping the regular thing that you're doing, the constant activity of life. Um, I, um, you know, as you know, I um, studied Hebrew and I really like the Hebrew culture. But one of the things that they say as a normal greeting, a normal Jewish greeting is Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat, shalom. Shabbat is Sabbath. Okay? Shabbat, shalom. What does that mean? That would be a greeting that you would say, you know, at the synagogue or when you meet somebody. Shabbat, shalom. It's just at the end of whatever you're doing. It means, may you be restored to wholeness on the blessed Sabbath. Did you know that was always the goal? 
That was always the goal for why Sundays were set apart. Can I get you to do a quick experiment for me? And I, I picked this up from the Life at Work conference, which was so good. Jenny George, one day we'll get her to come and speak. But she did this exercise. I love it. I want you right now, because, you know, Shabbat Shalom, right? Sunday, hopefully it's your day of wholeness and of rest. So when you, all the kids, all the parents, everybody just close your eyes. And I want you to think right now, okay, Sunday is my day to recharge. What am I going to do? What comes to your mind? I need to recharge. Oh, man. What, what are you thinking? Because I, just, just maybe just one minute, think, what? When you think I've got a day to recharge, what are you thinking? Okay, you can open your eyes. How many of you thought of something that was linked to self-care? Maybe you thought, oh, wouldn't it be great if I had a hot bath with candles and my husband's coming in and serving me food and drinks? You know, or, or maybe you thought, oh, if only I could have uninterrupted gaming time, then, you know, my mom won't disturb me at all, and I would just, yeah, my Sunday would just, I would level up 20 levels. Or did any of you think, oh, you know, I'm just going to walk around in pajamas. Pajamas! The whole day. Did any of you think maybe, you know, for me, I'm thinking, oh, man, read a book. Oh, that would be so good to just read a book. My goodness, that would be so good. Nobody disturbing me. But did you know that even though most of us, when I put that word recharge there, thought of selfish things for our self-care, did you know that research has actually shown that the more we focus in on ourselves, the less happy we get, the less recharged you actually get. So that if you're constantly in the bathtub, constantly eating chocolates, over time you don't get happy. In fact, re and I can, you can message me, I'm happy to send you research. I just don't want to make this a stats-filled sermon. But they found that human beings in these multi-longitudinal studies that have gone through decades, human beings thrive, they do better when they're helping other people, when they're exercising the gifts that God has given them, when, when they use their recharge and they do good with it. Not just watching, binging, uh, you know, like manicuring, whatever the thing is, right? Like all of that. Whatever you thought of recharge that the world is telling you you should do on the Sabbath day, I want to put it to you that maybe the world has got it wrong. Why is it that we are living in an age with the most amount of entertainment and most amount of self-care that is available in the history of the world? And yet, we have people who suffer depression, 
unhappy loneliness. Why is that? Maybe it's because self-care in itself is not the answer. And that's why Sabbath is so crucial. Because it's not just about stopping the weeds that happen. It's not just about like, oh, uh, you know, i got to stop my work and people bugging me. It's more than that. It's about allowing the good things to grow. It's like you are curating your garden. And you are feasting in on spiritual food. So as I end, I want to talk to you about some of the things. I want to reshape what you might think recharge is like and what Sabbath might be like. It turns out that actually if you spend your day off, your Sabbath, your Sunday, and you serve one another, you help. That's a good use of your pay attention day. It turns out if you worship, if you gather together and you go, it's not just about me, 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 but God, you, you, you. And your eyes are fixated on God. That actually it's good for your soul. It turns out that instead of just sitting at home watching episode after episode of of whatever season, it turns out if you're in community and maybe you're in a home group or you're talking with people and you're able to share your life with somebody, it turns out that is also brings wholeness. It turns out that when you read scripture, that's why Psalms 1 says, blessed is the man who doesn't just listen to all these random people. He meditates on the word of God. It turns out when you open up scripture contained in it of the words of life, better words are found in scripture than on your Facebook news feed for life. Better words, which is why it has been relevant for mankind for millennia. It turns out that consistency makes a big difference. That you want to be faithful. You want to keep doing this again and again. Just one time is not going to be enough. I mean, I I don't know if you know this. I kind of jumbled up the order a little bit. But... That, that list links in with our F-A-I-T-H acronym. And if you went to our orientation day, you know, you're, uh, so it's linked in with we want to be uh, faithful to the mission, right? We want faithful. We want to consistently do stuff. We want to be active and personally involved, A. We want to be intimate relationally. We want to be teachable in discipleship through Scripture, the T. And H, we want to be holy and set apart, in for worship. It turns out that we're trying to curate our Sunday even though we only have a short gap of your day for the Sunday service. It turns out that as a leadership team, we want to really pay attention to the culture we're setting in the church, which we're responsible for, but you're responsible for the culture you set in your own personal life in your home. And that is even if you're a kid or a teenager, or a young adult, or even a retiree. You have to pay attention to what your culture is like. Each of us will have different issues to address. That's why attention is important. 
each of us will have different issues to address. For some of us, we need to stop working. For others of us, we've been stopped working for so much, we're like chilling all the time, we need to stop consuming. We need to actually pay attention to this garden to see what is necessary. Is it the cutting of weeds or is it the putting of fertilizer to grow new good things? That's why we're upgrading our Sunday services. We had many, many meetings. Oh my goodness, nobody wants to go to two services. Let me tell you, especially everybody who volunteers for Sunday school or, or, or worship, nobody wants to go to two services. We double the work, right? We might as well just cram everybody. But we prayed about it. We thought really hard that we can't go this whole year hacking together where we've got 150 people out in the lobby. We've got some people in the multi-purpose room, whatever it is. And then we all just jam in and then quickly do church and leave. That's not great. And so we're doing these two services so that we can pay attention on Sunday, including Hopefully, you'll stay back for a meal. It'll be convenient. We just, you know, take away food from Box Hill or whatever, right? So that we could have conversations, that we could pay attention. Hey, how are you doing? I, I'm like, I'm so surprised when I caught up with Chuan. What was going on in Chuan's life? And that was 16 years he's been at FGA. We need to pay attention as a church to the culture that we are building Similarly, you need to pay attention to the culture that is happening in your home. And that's where I'll end. With Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Our hope is that may you be restored to wholeness on the blessed Sabbath. May you be restored to wholeness on the blessed Sabbath. There is a reason why it made it into the one of ten commandments. Those ten commandments, I know they're not everything, but they're pretty epic. Do not murder, right? Like they're big ones. Right up there is observe the Sabbath. And I think all of us, myself included, just like I had to do last-minute gardening yesterday, all of us have to pay attention to what are we doing on our Sabbath day. Let me close in prayer. Um, well, all eyes are closed. Every kid, every high schooler, everyone. If today you want to commit on the Sabbath if you want to say, hey, God, um, I want to pay attention more to what's going on in my garden. If that's you, if you want to, if you want to make a commitment today, I want you to, while every eye is closed, everyone can, everybody eyes closed. So your mom and dad are not even looking at you. And this goes for the parents as well. But I want to pray for all of us. So if that's you, if you want to change the way you do your Sabbath, if you want to pay attention different, I want you to put up your hand right now. Well, every eye is closed. I see those hands. Yep. Great. Like, even if you're a kid, you're like, oh, wow, when I come home from school, when I'm just at my room chilling, 
I I need to pay attention to what's happening. God can start something today that will carry forward week after week after week in your life. And the next thing you know, you'll have an amazing garden. Father, I thank you for so many hands that are up and all the kids and parents and young adults that are putting up their hand right now. I pray for a real revolution to take place, a transformation to take place in our attention. Lord God, help us to focus our attention on you if at least on the Sabbath. Help us to do the Sabbath well. Help us to do a day where it is the Lord's day. Lord, on behalf of the church, we apologize even for all of us. We apologize for not keeping the Sabbath as sacred as it needs to be. Help us, Lord, to, to, to reclaim back the garden or the culture of our lives. Commit this into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless. Thank you for coming to this church. It's good to see you guys here in person um, and online. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to take maybe a 10, 15-minute break. Just